All right. Praise the Lord, everyone. The title for today's uh, message would be God of all comfort. God of all comfort. So when we say all comfort, uh, what we can really span this comfort to be is from a physical comfort to a spiritual comfort. So which will range between, so when we talk about physical comfort, it's basically things that belong to the world, right? Like your family, your children, your job, your wealth that you have on this earth, um, the amount of uh, relationships that you carry in your life, how healthy these relationships are. All these are the physical comforts. So when, when God is in our life, he for sure will take care of all these things and also the spiritual comfort. Like, you know, when you want to overcome a weakness, he will help us. When we want to learn to be obedient, he will help us. When we want to show sincerity and integrity, he would help us, right? So in the, in the spiritual sense also, he wants to help us. Physical sense also, he wants to help us. That's why he is called as God of all comfort. And another important aspect is even internally where you want to detach your flesh desires from the spiritual growth. So what comes between the flesh and the spirit is our desires. So the comfort that God gives when we are detaching ourselves from the desires of the flesh. For example, I let's say I want everyone to respect me. That's where God will come and tell me, you give respect to everyone rather than expecting them to respect you. So there, my desire that I have in me, where I want others to behave towards me in a specific manner has been changed to me giving them that respect and I becoming their servant, right? So there God comes and comforts me telling that, listen, have I not given, been humble in front of you all? Did I not give my life away for you to be happy? The way he comforts is through his life. In the same way, God has always taught each one of us that you also be comfort to others in this way by setting an example. So if you see in all different angles, he is giving us the comfort. In this comfort, there will be God's favor in, on, on our lives. God's justice will be in our lives. His righteousness will be in our life. So in every which ways we see, there is comfort in every aspect of our life. Hence, today we will see how God gives the comfort and how do we obtain this comfort in our lives. So God is giving everything, but we should also put some efforts to bring it into our lives. That is what we will see today. Let's read 2 Corinthians 1st chapter 4th verse. Second Corinthians 1st chapter 4th verse. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. 
yes he comforts us in all our troubles in all the troubles that we have list down the troubles that we have we are we unable to stop speaking lies that's a comfort that we need from god where he can say he can encourage us that listen this is the way you don't need to you know lie to anyone you can do these things so that you can stop from lying from sinning right that is where he's he's talking about comforting us in all our troubles because we are troubled i don't think any human being will feel comfortable speaking a lie there will be a, a a conscience which will keep pricking that person that listen you have lied you have deceived the other person you are hiding something from the other person that constant guilt which is there in us is a trouble so god will comfort us during that trouble where he will give a solution saying listen don't lie rather than lying tell the truth and face whatever happens why do you have to do things where you need to lie rather do things where you don't need to lie that's how he will comfort us and give us a solution during troubles why does he do this so that we can comfort others so that we can comfort others the way god teaches us lessons is because he wants us to help others as well while he is teaching us that is why we are always asked to spread spread the word through the way we live proclaim the word through the way we live when they are troubled we will be able to give them the same comfort god has given us that is why experiential knowledge is important for us to have experience in our lives we should go through situations situations are to be counted as a blessing so in everything that we see in the bible whatever god is teaching us he is saying only one thing i will give you but you learn to give others i will bless you you learn to bless others i will forgive you you learn to forgive others right let's read matthew 6 chapter 12 verse Matthew 6 verse 12 And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lord, you forgive me the way I am forgiving others. If I am unable to forgive someone, God will not forgive me. Or God will forgive me if i can forgive others right in the same way god will give me the comfort so that i can go and give others the same kind of comfort this is where he is going to teach us today how we can give this comfort to everybody in our life can we become that comfort to people who are in distress this is why we are being called we are being called not to just get the comfort from god but rather show that comfort to everyone when someone is in pain show them compassion show them an understanding it's easy to speak words you can point out fingers at others but can you go and sit in that other person's lives and understand 
what that person is going through this is what god wants us to be doing right the first point we will see today is god gives us grace and peace the first point that we're going to see is god gives us grace and peace 2 corinthians first chapter second and third verses <clears throat> Corinthians 1, 2, and 3. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. Yes. So the, here the second verse says, God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. both when we follow the word of god word is lord jesus christ so when we follow the word of god what are we doing we are actually following the instructions that the father is giving us so when we follow lord jesus christ that word will give us grace so that word will give us grace what does what does that mean that word will give you a way to escape punishment that grace will give you a way to realize and repent and that grace when you realize and repent will give you peace so the grace and peace that we are getting right when we do a mistake when can we realize that we have done a mistake only when we have the word that says that this is wrong so who is saying that lord jesus christ is telling this is not the way to behave this is not the way to speak this is not the way to think the word is saying this and when we say oh this is not the way to talk let me change the way i speak let me speak in more gentleness and more of humbleness let me show humbleness towards people let me not pass a sarcastic comment let me not be rash in the words that i use let me think once before i speak something so when i'm doing all this what am i doing there i'm showing obedience to the father in heaven and when i show obedience to father in heaven his grace and the peace will enter into my life and third verse all praise to god the father of our lord jesus christ the father of our lord jesus christ our lord jesus christ is the truth he is the way he is life so today if i have a life in my in me if i have the truth in me who is my father the father in heaven and this father in heaven is merciful he is filled with mercy and this mercy is the source of all comfort this is what we all have to remember all the comfort that we get that is why when we follow the word of god the, this word will teach us how to handle a situation in our lives how to handle a situation in our jobs how to handle a situation when we go out for shopping how to handle a situation when we are driving 
how to handle a situation when we are cooking how to handle a situation when we are speaking with people in our family how to handle a situation when we are speaking with our boss at office in every space of our life because of his mercy we get the comfort and when we speak the right words how many of you have experienced that lot of times after we come into this world we feel we shouldn't have spoken like this after we have spelt out something we would regret speaking in that manner we would think i shouldn't have said like this no i'm not supposed to speak like this and there is a, a whole bit of conviction that keeps happening in our heart saying no i shouldn't be doing this no 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 i shouldn't have thought like this this kind of realization immediately is because of that mercy from the father in heaven and that is where he will say okay you have already spoken be careful from next time do not repeat this that is where we will repent in god's comfort there is repentance there is realization he he is merciful that is why he sends his helper the holy spirit god to give us that help he is the source of all comfort because he is merciful because he is merciful he becomes that source that source where we can go and fetch water to drink the source from where we can fetch grace to have in our life that he is the source from where we can fetch the peace and fill it in our lives in our homes in in our families in our relationships why we have grace is because he is our father why do we have grace is because we are showing obedience to his instructions which means those who do not show obedience can never enter into his grace the grace that father wants to give us that, that grace is always present remember everything that god wants to give his covenants his promises are all available we need to walk into it it won't come to us we need to walk into it why do we need to walk into this this grace and mercy and peace is because we have walked away from it we have gone away from god now listening to god's voice listening to god's instructions and words we have to come back come back you backslided children come back to me and i will give you comfort is what the word says right that is why we have to enter into this comfort into this rest and peace that god wants to give he says you are all wearied and troubled you have been tossed and twisted by the wind of this life the the things that have happened in your life you have been hit back and forth come back to me i will give you rest i'll give you peace don't get worked up you have worked up in your life so much now you're tired you're you're frustrated you're kind of giving up on your life you feel that you know no matter how much i do things just don't fall in place that's where god is saying that's because you started taking things in a different direction than what i wanted you to walk in now come back that's where his grace 
is showing us the pathway to come back to god mercy is that chance where god is saying come back to me and when we do that when we start walking towards that grace and mercy that god is showing that's when we start gaining peace so the peace in our life is slowly increasing multiplying as we walk in this grace and mercy that god is showing to each one of us because of this a person who believes god a person who gains comfort from god will enjoy every single minute of their lives irrespective of the situations there will be a confidence in this person this person will have all the time all the time peace irrespective of whatever situation is going on there will be an undefined peace that will be established in this person let's see 2 corinthians 12 chapter 10th verse chapter 12 verse 10 that's why i take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults hardships persecutions and troubles that i suffer for christ for when i am weak then i am strong hmm. so what what is paul saying here he says that's why i take pleasure in my weaknesses this is what we will focus he is saying he will take pleasure in his weaknesses you know why let's read the ninth verse verse 9 Each time he said, "My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness." So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. What is Paul saying and what is what are we talking as is what we will have to compare here. I used to have short temperedness. I used to get into anxiety. i used to have fear in me that's my weakness but god gave me the strength god brought me out of my anxiety and fears god brought me out of my anger so during my weakness i can show the power of god that power of god which shows me shows me as a different person today to people around me that means his grace is sufficient that's why paul is saying each time he said my grace is all you need each time god said my grace is all you need that means in that grace there is comfort when i when i am hurt because of someone god's power god's strength is enough for me to come out of that hurt the first thing that god will do in our lives if we depend on him is first bring us out of that hurt and then he will fine tune us he will never point out at us about the mistakes that we have done first what he would do is comfort that person then strengthen that person once he strengthens that person and gains the trust of that person that's when he will start fine tuning this person that's when he will start saying okay listen you are getting hurt for this reason 
the reason why here in this scenario you got hurt is because you had expectations from that person and because that expectation was not met because you were not satisfied because your ego wasn't satisfied because your pride did not feel good about it that is why you got hurt this is what he'll explain and when he explains this to us what would we do we will say yes lord this is wrong the reason i got hurt in this scenario is not because of the other person it's because of my own doings it's because of my own thinking it's because of my expectations so i will give up expectation this is how he will comfort his comfort is 360 degrees he will go all around to complete that comfort that he wants to give in our life that is favor of god giving us a chance giving us another opportunity to realize and repent and not repeat it there should be a change in us there should be a change in our lives that is what god wants from each one of us that's what he is saying here now i am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of christ can work through me when people look at me and say how come there is a change in you then i will be able to say this is because of god he is the reason why there is a change in me today that means through my weakness when i show a transformation and when people observe that transformation i introduce god to them this is the only way to show and win our testimony from people around us that is why paul is saying in 10th verse that's why i take pleasure he saying he enjoys he enjoys in his weaknesses and in the insults so when somebody is insulting paul is actually enjoying that insult because he will show endurance he will show patience and when people see that despite insulting this person he isn't reacting he is not even showing any kind of facial expression there is no murmuring grumbling complaining in his heart wow this is the truth i'm sure paul is following some word which i don't have that is where he enjoys that insult he enjoys hardships persecutions and troubles that i suffer for christ for when i am weak then i am strong when i am weak when i am insulted that's when i am strong when i have a failure in my life that's when i am strong when i have a downfall in my life that's when i am strong when when i depend on god this is what matters to each one of us to understand what is god's comfort if we have to really understand god's comfort trust me we should have a situation in our life that is when you will see god and his comfort entering into your life i have experienced numerous numerous times the comfort that god has given my life without god's comfort has not been there even a single day since 2015 
every single day i have seen how god has always been a comfort even during his rebuke he has comforted me that's what we all have to experience right let's read let's go to the second point god is compassionate the second point god is compassionate god is always on the giving side he gives us protection he gives us shelter he becomes our refuge he becomes our comforter he becomes the god of mercy and his grace is always been given to us so every single time he is giving us but are we taking it is important right the second point let's see his compassion upon us and let's understand if we are in that compassion today let's read matthew 9 chapter 36 to 38 matthew 9 36 to 38 when he saw the crowds he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd he said to his disciples the harvest is great but the workers are few so pray to the lord who is in charge of the harvest ask him to send more workers into his fields yes here he says when he saw the crowds so he saw each one of us when god saw each one of us what did he first have he had compassion on me he had compassion on each one of us why did he have compassion on each one of us because we were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd not knowing where to go how to manage our lives how many of us haven't come to a stage where we felt that you know our life is just slipping out of our hands that we need we needed someone to come come and you know kind of do undo certain things that we have done due to which we are like kind of caught up in some clutch this is what god did what did he show he showed compassion on us why did he show compassion because he saw we were broken he saw we needed healing he saw we were wounded by the wolves of this world he saw we needed some love in our life he saw that our legs are broken he saw our hearts are torn into pieces he saw every single tear we we shed in the darkness he saw the pain that we were carrying and going around when he felt this is useless pain that my child is carrying she doesn't deserve to be carrying this pain in fact you know nobody in this world no human in this world that god has created needs to carry whatever they are carrying the burdens the hurtful feelings the bitterness the unforgiving nature this is the reason why there is so much of hatred in the world the reason why people hate one another is because of the pride and prejudice that they have filled in their hearts where they are unable to forgive one another there is unwanted fire unwanted argument there is unwanted dispute that is coming up only because of the bitterness that was a person is developing in their hearts and god is saying all this that you all are putting on yourself you don't need that i will show you compassion 
first come to me first come near me i will give you that comfort i'll give you the strength to stand up i'll take away all that you know unwanted hatred and bitterness that's there in your heart and then i will heal you then i will deliver you out of those sicknesses and then i will start fine tuning you the fine tuning comes later when god sees okay this child of mine there is a bonding between me and her let me now start fine tuning her that's when he will start correcting us that's when he will start giving us the points where we need to change that's when he will start guiding us how to talk how to behave how to comfort others how to understand others keep everybody else first and keep yourself last if you think you're too important then no 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 you're not important these teachings he will give to his children once he feels that this child has established a relationship with me i have gained this child's trust god doesn't go about doing this with everyone so if we are getting that rebuke from god we have to count it as a blessing because he has a, a trust on each one of us he has gained our confidence he knows this child won't go away even if i rebuke if i give her a punishment she won't leave me and go because she has only me and she knows that i am her father and she is my child so irrespective of what i do she is not going to leave he is not going to leave me this kind of confidence are we able to give god this we need to check and god is saying he showed the conf- the confused and helpless people that he saw he showed compassion and he said i will become their shepherd that is why he said my sheep will hear my voice which means when i speak when i give an instruction to my children because they are my children they will understand me that is what he saw in each one of you the hearts that you carry towards coming to god listening learning he saw those hearts and that is why he's teaching us he's teaching us he's become our teacher he's become our master this is the way we have to behave with people who do not know god we may talk to several friends of ours when we are talking to our friends when we are talking to our families when we are talking to people who don't know god please show compassion don't go about judging them don't go about giving them a tag don't go about making a statement without understanding what the other person's life is please this is the very nature we all have to develop show compassion one statement i would like to make today a person who does not know the truth a person who does not know god a person who does not know this this word that we all are learning trust me he is confused helpless and troubled now look around us and see how many such people do we have what we need to do 
is to show compassion on all of them. Simple, our neighbors, they don't know. They don't know, they don't have this truth that we all have. So what do we do? Show compassion towards them. Let them behave the way they want, but let us show compassion. That, that is the commandment of God. He said, I will comfort you so that you can comfort others. I will forgive you so that you start forgiving others. In the same way, I will show compassion to you. So you start showing compassion to your friends, your people who don't know me, people who don't know this word. Today, only we here, 10 or 15 people are sitting and listening to this word today. Only we know this word. So we have to behave like the way God is behaving with us. So show compassion towards these people who are confused. When I say they're confused, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how they're speaking. They do not know the difference between good and bad. They do not know what is right and wrong. So when people who don't know what is good or bad, they, do, they don't know what is right and wrong, can never be doing what is right. Which means they will speak the way they know. But let us not retaliate and speak in the same way. Let us show compassion. Let us forgive them. Let us continue to give comfort to them and bring them towards the shepherd who can teach the truth. This is what we all have to do. Let's read Acts 9.15 now. Mm. Acts 9.15 But the Lord said, Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings, as well as to the people of Israel. Yes, Lord said, Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument. Today, instead of that name, Saul, please put your names here. We are the chosen instrument for God. Why are we chosen instruments? To take God's message to Gentiles. God's message is show compassion, show kindness, show, give comfort to everyone, forgive everybody. This is God's message to all of us today. So we become the messengers to carry this message to everybody. To whom, whom is this message going? To the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles who don't know God, who don't know this word today, who don't know Acts 9 chapter 15th verse. We know that. We know Acts 9 15. So let us take this message, show comfort, show compassion to these people and as well as to the people of Israel, as well as to people who think they know God. Showing love to one another within our fellowship, showing compassion to one another because we all know this truth. So we have to set an example within our house and outside our house. Within the closed circle where if, if let's say in a family, four of us know God, mother, father and two children or mother, father, brother and sisters, mother, father and you know, son and daughter-in-law. Let's say this is what you, you know, God, you know this word. You become an example. You, all four of you, 
first show compassion forgiveness to one another show give comfort to one another that way you're becoming messengers within your house and then together you become messengers to people outside this we all have to show this is what god is when god is compassionate he wants us to be become compassionate showing kindness with a passion showing love with a passion when you are passionate about something you tend to go that extra mile and complete the task so when it when we talk about compassionate that compassionate is whatever you do the love that you show go that extra mile with passion you do it not because somebody should appreciate it not because i have to do it no if we say oh i have to love and then love it will become a task it won't become a passionate task when we have passion to show love irrespective of who the other person is you will by nature flow with love towards everybody everywhere you go there is your heart keeps moving towards every person you see your heart wants to continue to extend a helping hand irrespective of who that person is how that person is related to you know all you want to do is appreciate people for a small thing appreciate people you go and get a service done from a beauty parlor let's say you're satisfied you go to a hair hairdresser you're satisfied appreciate giving them a 10 dollar 20 dollar can become a bigger impact in that person's heart for a 20 dollar if i act stingy if i think oh i don't need to give this much yes you don't need to give but where is that extra mile you want to do and make an impact you're just contributing you're appreciating for that excellent service that you have received these things matter a lot for us that $10 $20 may probably not sound great but for the other person who's extending that service heartfully doing that service you're encouraging that person to work with integrity did you think about it such small things you're you're actually planting a seed in that person to continue to work with this passion that person when we do that when we acknowledge and appreciate a good thing that person will like it and he or she will start living in that passionate way of extending his or her service to other customers too so in every way you have done good there that is very 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 minute thing but look at the way you have helped that person walk in the right way that itself is word of god that itself is proclaiming the message right helping a person to do good without having to talk about religion and bible is proclaiming christ that's what god wants each one of us to do show compassion in every place show show your goodness and kind nature godliness in every area of your life whether it is with your colleagues whether it is with a shopkeeper whether it is with anybody irrespective of where you go just show compassion 
the third point we will see his comfort god's comfort let's see how god's comfort plays in our life isaiah 51:12 <clears throat> isaiah 51 verse 12 I, yes, I am the one who comforts you. So why are you afraid of mere humans who wither like grass and disappear? Yes. Why are you afraid about human beings? So when, when you are sad or when you are going through a situation, why are you depending on human beings, expecting that human being to give you the comfort? God is saying, I am the one who can comfort you. The true comfort in our lives will come only from God. No human being in this world can give the comfort that God can give. It is the choice that we want to make and decide who should give me the comfort. I have chosen God to give me the comfort in every area. When I chose God to give me the comfort. You know what will happen? He will show compassion. He will show love. He will give me that grace. He will have mercy upon me. And then he will give the strength that I need. And he will give me that strength, power to stand up. Once he sees that I stood up, that's when he will start disciplining me. He will rebuke me. He will punish me. Because I don't listen to him when he's rebuking, he will punish me. When he punishes me, he will send people to comfort me during that punishment. So in every way, he will make sure I am being disciplined, I'm being fine-tuned. So that that frequency of my life, the way I think, changes towards the way God thinks. The way I behave, changes to the way God would behave. The goodness that is that I think I am good changes to the way that God thinks I am good. In my own eyes, I might be doing good. I might be doing things that are right, but he will change my understanding to understand his heart, understand what is goodness and what is doing right according to him and then bring that goodness and righteous deeds in me so that I start looking at every deed of mine through the eyes of Lord. This is what is there in his comfort. What God can do is a process in our life. The comfort that God brings is to make sure we understand, realize our mistake. And that realization that he will bring is a very slow process. If we depend on that everlasting, forever living God and his hand, his hand is not flesh. His hand is not mere flesh. His hand is everlasting, always extending, always living. And he will be there forever. He is asking us to depend on him. And let's read the 13th verse. Isaiah 51, 13. 
Yet you have forgotten the Lord, your creator, the one who stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. Will you remain in constant dread of human oppressors? Will you continue to fear the anger of your enemies? Where is the fury and anger now? It is gone. It is gone. When we are doing well, there will be 100 people surrounding us. And they will have every bit of comments to pass on our lives. But when we are distressed, when we are completely low, we hardly find anyone who can understand us. We all must have gone through this. We all would have felt nobody understands me. That's where God is saying, I have stretched the heaven like a canopy. I have formed this earth. I have laid the foundations of this earth. Don't you know that I am forever there for you? Do you really have to feel lonely when I am standing right next to you? Do you think you want people to understand you or do you want God to understand you? Whom are you choosing? People can understand you with their own understanding, but God will understand you clearly with what you are understanding. Nobody can understand us apart from God. Trust me. He knows what we are. No, no human can give the comfort that God can give us. Trust me, no mother, no father in this world can be a mother or father that God can be. This we all have to understand. God, the reason why God is bringing this word to all of us today is he's seeing a gap in the way we are believing God. He's seeing a gap in the way we are depending on him. He wants to take away that gap and bring us closer to him. That is why God is bringing this word to us saying, I am the one who can comfort you. It's only me. No one can do. And when he is saying, he is speaking the truth. No human can do it. A person who is filled with the spirit of the Lord is the only one who can understand anyone. Even there, it's not the greatness of that person but rather the spirit of the Lord which is filled in that person is enabling in determining what the other person is going through. Hence, we always have to depend on God and the Holy Spirit. He will think for us. He will plan for us. He will accomplish things for us. He'll give the strength for us to accomplish the things that we have to do in Everything, 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 God will be our comforter, period. Let's read Isaiah 66, 12th verse. Isaiah 66, verse 12. <clears throat> This is what the Lord says. I will give Jerusalem a river of peace and prosperity. The wealth of the nations will flow to her. Her children will be nursed at her breasts, carried in her arms and held on her lap. Mm. This is how God comforts. He is saying, I will give Jerusalem a river of peace, not a drop of peace. 
he's not saying a glass of peace he's not saying a bucket of peace or he is not saying a pipeline of peace no he's saying a river a river is not always stagnant right there's water that continuously gets filled into it the peace that god gives is never ending that is what he he is talking about he will give a river of peace and prosperity that means he will exalt us so lot of times i heard people saying that you know when you follow the word of god there will be troubles and tribulations there will be debts in our life there will be financial situations in our life no i don't think that is the truth because he is talking about river of peace and prosperity when we follow the instructions of god sincerely and we do things according to the will of god there will not be any lack in our life physically and spiritually and he is saying the wealth of nations will flow to her wealth of nations will flow into our life which means the land where we are living that land will take care of us as the land will pay us the wealth of that land will fill our bellies our house that's the kind of prosperity god is talking this will happen only and only if we depend on god and he's saying her children will be nursed at her breast carried in her arms and held on her lap just like the way we took care of our children the way we nurse the children the way we carry the children we we tend to keep the children in our lap he is expressing his love for all of us today he wants us to be like them be like those children who are carried in his lap and then 13th verse he says i will comfort you there in jerusalem as a mother comforts her child nobody can replace a mother in this world nobody god is saying like mother comforts the child i will become your mother and if god who created our mothers god who created our mothers is going to be our mother just imagine the comfort that we will get from god depend on god simple this here today in this entire word that god has brought to us he is requesting us to give him one chance depending on him is what he wants let's see the next point man's comforts how would man's comfort be like right first peter first chapter 24 and 25 First Peter one twenty four and twenty five. As the scriptures say, people are like grass; their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. This is what is the good news. that god is your comforter but what is man's word it's like grass the word that i speak today will not be there tomorrow if i am becoming a comforter to someone today i may not be living tomorrow 
so that person who is depending on me will become helpless but if i make god my refuge if i make god as the one who can comfort me if i depend on god his he and his word will remain forever we have to enable the people in our lives to depend on god not to depend on us our children connect them to god make them depend on god not on us because there is an assurance when our children depend on god we are at peace when when wife depends on god the husband is at peace when husband depends on god the wife is at peace when children depend on god parents are at peace this this is what we all have to focus encourage every single person of our life to connect to god depend on god that way you are enabling that person to start accepting the reality of life otherwise if you make a person too dependent on you when you're not there that person is stuck person is gets helpless and trust me i cannot give the comfort that is required to anybody because even i'm a mere human being i will wither away like a field of the grass and the flower of the field after a certain point even i won't be able to have the strength to give to somebody that's where we need god the strength that god has is like that river that will flow that will flow into your life with peace and prosperity depend on god always in everything right the fifth point we will see he delivers god will deliver us he will first god said i will comfort you in all areas so that all areas was first he said i will give you grace and peace then he said i will show compassion on you then he said i will comfort you in everything then he said man's comfort is of no use then he is saying i will deliver you i will give you that deliverance let's read isaiah 51:1 to 5 Isaiah 51:1 to 5 Listen to me all who hope for deliverance all who seek the Lord consider the rock from which you were cut the quarry from which you were mined yes think about Abraham your ancestor and Sarah who gave birth to your nation Abraham was only one man when I called him but when I blessed him he became a great nation The Lord will comfort Israel again and have pity on her ruins. Her desert will blossom like Eden, her barren wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. Listen to me, my people, hear me, Israel, for my law will be proclaimed and my justice will become a light to the nations. My mercy and justice are coming soon. My salvation is on the way. My strong arm will bring justice to the nations. All distant lands will look to me and wait in hope for my powerful arm. Amen. This is what God is saying. He is saying all you who hope for deliverance 
everybody who is really wholeheartedly willingly searching for god consider the rock of your of salvation who is lord jesus christ consider him consider this word that is going to give you the foundation to build your lives don't build your lives depending on your logical understanding don't build your lives based on human understanding but rather build your lives based on the foundation the rock of salvation if you read the second verse it says abraham was only one man when i called him but when i blessed him he became a great nation which means when god is blessing each one of us we are becoming a blessing to many 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 families we need to understand this god's blessing is just not to fill our own bellies but rather fill those who are in need take care of them we don't need to go and talk about word of god and christ and all that just going and being their strength in times of need showing compassion to them being a comforter the way god is comforting us when i am in a situation what would i really want from people around me i should become that to another person and how can i do that only when i become i get my comfort from god and i become strong through that comfort without strength from god i cannot become a comforter to anybody no with my own strength i cannot in fact you know what's going to happen if i go with my own strength showing my heroic activity and telling okay i will go and comfort a person with my understanding and my knowledge trust me i'm going to drain out second is i will put that sorrow on me and i also will get into that sorrowful uh, way of the other person because it's an influence if i don't cover myself and pray for someone i will get that influence the other person is carrying and i've experienced that many times this is all related to spirituality we cannot go and help others with our own understanding it will bounce back most of the time when we go and help people our help will be forgotten very soon and our help might not really stand up for a longer time but when god's power is filled in us and when that help goes to that person that person will also gain strength just by our presence we don't have to do anything we have to really understand this the way abraham was only one man and his blessing turned out to be a nation our blessing should touch hundreds of lives the blessing that i received today in my life should become a blessing to many i should be a blessing to many in which way i can become a blessing to many by showing compassion consideration about the other person's comfort not my comfort always thinking about the other people and their comforts more than my own comfort giving importance to other people by being a servant this is how i can become a blessing to others the rest god will take care don't forget isaiah 51 1 to 
Here he says, listen to me, my people. Hear me, Israel, for my law will be proclaimed and my justice will come, will become a light to the nations. Here, when God is saying this, all he is saying is, even if other people are taking advantage of our goodness, he will get justice into play. We don't need to take control of anything. God is saying, you do what I'm instructing you to do. Forget about what the other person is doing to you. That battle belongs to me. If somebody is taking advantage of you and your goodness, leave that to me. But the goodness that you are sowing, you will reap goodness. And that reaping that you will do will be hundredfold, not doublefold. Because Isaac laid the seed of obedience. And he reaped hundredfold. That will be the kind of blessing that God will give us. What do we want? Do we want one small tiny drop of ocean in our life? Or do we want the rivers of peace and prosperity in our life? The, the choice that we are going to make today is going to be what we are going to reap in our life. If I depend on God, then the rivers of Peace and prosperity will flow in my life. It's for all of us. This is, this is the only way we can stay protected. When we depend on God, he will wipe away all the tears. He will take away all the sorrow from our lives. He will take away the unwanted pain that is there in our life. He will take away the confusion from our lives. He will help you to become organized. Your testimonies are very important. All of us. It is applicable to all of us. At our workplace, show the people that we are depending on God by not reacting. If somebody is blaming on us, stay silent. Show that we are depending on God. Because people will see, they have to see a difference in the way we exhibit, we behave, to the way general people behave. That will proclaim Christ. Let's read Revelation 21.4. Revelation 21 verse 4. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. This is the way he will deliver us. The deliverance that God gives us will be forever. It will never come back. The depression God has taken out from our life will never come back if we depend on God. All of us have seen the healing in our lives. Every single person who is here today has experienced God. When we have experienced God in our life, isn't it important that we continue to experience him in our life by depending on him for everything? That is grieving to God when we don't depend on God. And when we start getting worried, taking the pressure of, thing, of things in our life, running about doing the way we want to do, where we think we can solve problems. No, 
I, my experience is when I go about solving a situation, I end up getting disappointed and wearied, confused and troubled. When I leave it to God, he will take care. Let's read Romans 4th chapter. I think it is third verse. For the scriptures tell us, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Yes. Do you see that? Abraham believed God, not believed in God. When you believe in God, you are expecting God to do something. But when you believe God, you are blindly saying that whatever you do, you do. I will just go behind you. That is the kind of faith we all have to have. And that is right in the sight of God. That is the reason why Abraham was counted as righteous, not because of the work that we do, but just by believing God. Today, when God is saying, I am the God of all comfort, how many of us are believing it? How many of us will believe this and leave everything to God and stay calm and peaceful? Where we will say, no, I am taking this today. I want the rivers of peace and prosperity to flow in my life. I will run towards my father. He's my mother. He's my comforter. He has given me such wonderful promises today. He's actually giving us a lot of promises today. Revelation 21.4, he's saying, I will wipe your tears forever. He will take away all the burden that you have. All the burden that you have. The self-pity in us is a dangerous poison. It is very, very, very dangerous. Self-pity is the key for all sorrow in our lives. Self-pity, self-righteousness are the dangerous animals that are eating us. They are the parasites. They are feeding on our lives. They are feeding on the peace of our lives. This self-righteousness and self-pity that we have is the reason for I attitude. I want this. I'm feeling bad. I get hurt. I miss somebody. I love you. I love you. I don't know about you, but I love you. I give you so much love. I want to take care of you. No. I cannot do anything without him. This is what we have to remember. I should go away. He should come. He loves you. He can comfort you. He will take care of you. His strength alone can give you peace. His compassion in your life is needed. When we keep him in everything, that is when the selflessness will enter in our lives. Because we know that we are not capable of doing anything without him. The selfless attitude in a person will come only when we take away the I attitude 
from our lives please work on self pity and self righteousness these are dangerous dangerous extremely dangerous poisonous snakes which are eating up our day to day life all the sorrow and grief and pain is majorly because of self pity let's read the let's go to the final point good to take refuge in lord psalms 118 8 and 9 verses psalms 118 8 and 9 It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Yeah, princes are like authority people, right? People who have all the authority on the earth. So God is saying here, it is better you trust in me. Even the princes and kings can't do what I can do. It is better to trust me rather than trusting the most trusted person of your life. Simple. God is saying, trust me. Because when you start trusting people, when you tr start trusting human beings, when you start keeping your trust and faith on a human being, you know what you're, going, you're actually doing to yourself? You are bringing upon a curse on your own self. You want to see that verse? Jeremiah 17th chapter, 5th verse. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. Mm, sixth one. Verse 6. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited, salty land. This is what is going to happen to a person who trust, trusts in his own understanding, who relies on his own logical thinking, who relies on another person's advice and does things. How are they going to be like? They're going to be like the stunted shrubs in the desert. They'll never grow. They'll never prosper. Stagnant. Problems will remain with them. They will keep tasting the problems. They will continue to gain human strength. They will keep biting their tongue and living. They will keep suppressing things. Suppress and suppress and suppress. Till they die, they will die with that suppression. But these people will never have peace in their life. The moment peace is going from our life, please consider it as an indication that somewhere you have depended on man and not God. The peace vanishes in our life because we have made human our strength and our refuge. We, we never should fall into this trap. Right? Finally, Numbers 9th chapter 15th to 23rd verses. 9th chapter 15 to 23. On the day the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered it. 
But from evening until morning, the cloud over the tabernacle looked like a pillar of fire. This was the regular pattern. At night, the cloud that covered the tabernacle had the appearance of fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from over the sacred tent, the people of Israel would break camp and follow it. And wherever the cloud settled, the people of Israel would set, set up camp. In this way, they traveled and camped at the Lord's command, wherever he told them to go. Then they remained in their camp as long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle. If the cloud remained over the tabernacle for a long time, the Israelites stayed and performed their duty to the Lord. Sometimes the cloud would stay over the tabernacle for only a few days, so the people would stay for only a few days as the Lord commanded. Then, at the Lord's command, they would break camp and move on. Sometimes the cloud stayed only overnight and lifted the next morning. But day or night, when the cloud lifted, the people broke camp and moved on. Whether the cloud stayed above the tabernacle for two days, a month, or a year, the people of Israel stayed in camp and did not move on. But as, the, but as soon as it lifted, they broke camp and moved on. So they camped or traveled at the Lord's command, and they did whatever the Lord told them through Moses. This is how our spiritual life should be. This whole thing from Numbers 9, chapter 15 to 23 is doing God's will in our life. Wherever the, the, the first, the 15th verse, on the day the tabernacle was set up, on the day God called us by our names, the day he appointed us to be his disciples, that is the day the tabernacle was set up. That day itself, the cloud covered it. The cloud is God. He covered it. And what happened there? Evening until morning, the cloud over the tabernacle looked like a pillar of fire. The, this was the regular pattern. At night, the cloud that covered the tabernacle had the appearance of fire. At night, that is darkness. When there is no light, when the enemy can come and attack us, if we are in the will of God, he will become that fire where he will burn the enemy out. And when he sees it is safe for us to move, he will command us to move. That is what was happening in the lives of these people. This should be the way we should walk spiritually. Every day, the daily life in our, in our lives should be like this. This is how we are supposed to walk. If all any one of us had a question to know what is God's will, Numbers 9, chapter 15 to 23 is God's will. God's will in our life is Numbers 9, 15 to 23. Do as he instructs. I want to go to a place, check if it is God's will or not. Let him make a way for us to go. Let us not make decisions. Let's wait upon God to tell what is the right time to go. What is the right place to go? When to go? How to go? Let us not take these decisions. This, if we follow, then we are in, in his shelter. That is when we will become God's children 
God's disciples, the instruments that God has appointed to show to the world his comfort in our life. And today, let us take a decision to depend on God and to get God's comfort in our lives. God's grace, mercy, kindness, compassion, deliverance, healing is all lying out there. It is our responsibility to go and bring it into our lives. Today, let us pray that we have taken a decision to bring the rivers of peace and prosperity into our lives. Children, you also have to pray for this. Rivers of peace and prosperity, which is everlasting, should fill our lives. Your hearts should be filled with this. Depend on God for every small thing in our life. He, if, if God has brought this to all of us, it means the future, the coming year is going to bring disasters. That's where he said, out of all the disasters, everything may wash out, but nothing will happen to you. I will protect you. That's why he is asking us to depend on him. Let us depend on him. Let us get into his comfort, gain the comfort that God wants to give in every aspect of our life.